Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Natureback, the talk show where we are talking with investors and entrepreneurs about the green future. My name is Tarma Virki and today on sidelines of Impact Day in Tallinn, my guest is Joshua Lin from Ocean Package. Welcome, Joshua. Hi, nice. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here in uh, Tallinn in Estonia and um, yeah, have a talk with you on this podcast. So I'm one of the founders of the Ocean Package. Um, we are a Munich-based company so from Germany. And we created a way of reusable packaging, um, which goes 20 times more often around than the usual cardboard. And uh, we also focus mainly on having a high rate of um, recycled materials in the material, in the packaging itself from the start. So right now we have more than 80% recycled materials and the ocean package comes from um, a portion of ocean materials. So in the beginning we thought that reusable packaging itself is not enough. We would wanted to do an impact as well. So we looked up and looked for startups out there who are collecting beaches, cleaning beaches, who are collecting plastic from rivers and stuff like that. And we are working close to the, uh, together with them all over the world. The first one was a Danish company, the second one was a company from Holland. And now we are working with one from Indonesia. And uh, basically what they are doing is uh, collecting um, plastic in systems where there is no waste management in Indonesia, for example, they do not have a waste management. So the startup we are working with is going into the communities, working together with locals and are collecting all over the place and are recycling the plastic. Mm -hmm. And after that, we take 30% of that materials in our uh, boxes. And so we have 30 out of 80% recycled materials from ocean-bound, ocean-impact plastic. Mm. That's where the name, the ocean package, comes from. And the other 50% are recycled materials from Germany, Italy. So right now we are producing locally in Italy, in north of Italy, which is closer to Munich than Berlin, for example. Uh, we are really focusing on having, having the biggest impact with the materials itself in the beginning. And then after that, we are looking into making a big impact on reusable packaging itself as it goes round and round. And um, we can save up to 95% of single-use packages with our solution right now. How was the idea born? What was the beginning point of the ocean package? The beginning was in my apartment in Passau. Passau is a student city in the, north e in the southeast of Germany. And uh, during COVID, 
I had a lot of time. I always all worked. Did. Yeah, <laughs> everybody did, and I I always worked next to my studies. I financed them more or less for myself, and uh, then I had a lot of time because the restaurants were closed and everything was closed. So I started to think. Um, if there wouldn't be a possibility to do something good, to give something back. And I ordered a lot, lot online because Paso is a small city, most of the stores closed, so I had to go online for shopping. Mm -hmm. And then I asked myself, why isn't there a solution like Recap? Recap is the biggest reusable cup system in Germany mm -hmm. and it exists for more than eight years, I think. And I was asking myself, why isn't there a closed loop system with cardboards or packaging solutions out there? And then I looked it up and there were not that many. There was Repack from Finland, which exists for more than 10 years now, but they never had the breakthrough. And I thought like, they, so they have a reusable bag. And in my opinion, a bag is not enough. So um, I looked up to another system, which was the Living Packet from a German-French company. Mm. And they made D-Box, that's mm. what they're called. And D-Box is f made out of 20 patterns. And it's really, it's a crazy thing. It's really, it looks great, but it was an overkill in my opinion. So mm. I wanted to make, um, yeah, the middle part. So I wanted to use what Repack was doing, but on the same time, a bit more um, on the patent side as well. So we thought it through, we, we discovered a new packaging design and new material. Mm -hmm. So our material is made out of recycled polypropylene. And polypropylene um, on extrusion is more or less the same than a cardboard from the uh, texture and everything. And then we decided to go with this material and this was way better than a cardboard and then we developed that it could be reused but you have to de develop a whole circle for it so there were, were a lot of other questions too mm -hmm. and the biggest one was I asked myself what am I missing here I, I can't do this by myself and then I asked Philip my co-founder uh, mm. if you would like to come on board and if he would like to uh, yeah, jump into the water with me and look where we could go. Mm. But of course the scaling of this yeah. closed loop is a crazy challenge. How far are you with that? So right now we are operating in five countries. Wow. We are operating in Germany, in Austria, in Switzerland, in France and in Holland. And, um, so you have yeah. to speak in at least two languages, right? Yes. <laughs> I lived in France, actually, and uh, so I speak three mm. languages. Yeah. So I think my French is better than my English, but so, well, business is in English, so mm. yeah, you get used to it. <laughs> Sometimes there are some words missing, but in the end, well, nobody's perfect, mm. and it's not my mother language, but... Yeah, um, no, for scaling up, that's definitely an issue. Um, but right now, we are mainly focusing on closed loop systems. Mm -hmm. So we discovered that out there are a lot of systems where the packaging comes back with the product. So our biggest um, customer right now is Outfittery. Outfittery has a closed loop system uh, where you get two outfits from shoes to hats and uh, you try them on at home and then you send back what you don't like and you keep what you like. 
and there's a nearly 100% return rate for Outfittery. So we decided that we have to jump in with Outfittery and to find a solution with them and we propose our packaging solution to them, which is cheaper than cardboard after the fifth shipment already in this closed loop. Mm. And that was the kickstart for us to, to really have a market here and our Twitter is operating in 15 countries in the whole EU, so our package is not only in the fifth country, uh, in the five countries I'd heard you, but nearly all over Europe already. Mm. And with this system, we discovered a couple of others. Mm. So out there, there is for routers, for Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, every time your router breaks, you go, you talk uh, with the company and they have to send you another one within 24 hours, I think, because Wi-Fi is essential mm. nowadays. Yeah and uh, then you send back the broken one to the company. So there's a closed loop as well. Um, and then we discovered more and more closed loops like that. And in all these closed loops, we can scale directly with the companies mm -hmm. and we can replace all the single-use packages from them immediately. Uh, but most big companies like Telecom, for example, they are afraid that um, we cannot deliver the high percentage yet, but that's not true because we partner together with our producers. We're really close with them. And I think it's only because we are not there yet. We're still mm -hmm. start, of course, yeah. but um, we are already in discussion with them. And I think in the near future, mm -hmm. they will see what we can achieve. Mm -hmm. The closed loop uh, kind of companies or the closed loop systems of companies make a lot of sense, of course. Yeah. But uh, is the biggest scale probably like online stores or something like that, where the shipping volumes are massive? Exactly, the shipping volumes are massive. In mm. the EU, we are talking about more than 28 billion parcels per year, which is enormous. And we are looking on a new law by 2030, 10% of the, all the packages in Europe needs to be reusable packaging. So right now we are developing... I mean, I'm sure they define paper as reusable yeah. and the, the problem solved or something like that. <laughs> that's the issue here. And that's why yeah. we are looking into another solution right mm. now where we have a foldable box. And this mm. foldable box, this is a, a system which comes from Repack. They use the bags and they fold them afterwards and they put it in the letterbox and it mm. comes back into the circle like that. But somebody has to pay for it. So right now we are looking on the French market and La Poste from France. They lowered the cost to... 40 or 50 cents from one euro 60 to send back the reusable packaging into the system mm. which is great which, which is a great achievement and in germany it's way too expensive right now because somebody has to pay for it mm. so we have the solution but there's still a lot of development to be made within the market Mm. from the people. I think my generation is willing to do it. We have the statistics for it, but it's more the generation of your age or of my parents who is still hesitating why they should use uh, yeah, mm. a more expensive solution to ship the, the online mm. goods and stuff like that. But there, there's a change right now and we're looking on a bright market and we have to develop the whole market because by 2030, 10% means only Euro in Europe 3 billion parcels and we can't do it by, from today uh, mm. uh, uh, to, to, to tomorrow. Yeah. It's impossible, so we have to develop it over the time. Tell us a few words about the material. I mean, you kind of touched up on the topic a little bit, but, yeah. uh, but how much there is kind of, I don't know, innovation on the, on, from your side? Does it does look a touch different than the other packages? Well, the material is, as I said, it's um, recycled polypropylene. Polypropylene is, if you never heard of it, or I'm sure you have heard of mm -hmm. it, but um, most people don't know it because there are a lot of different plastics out there and the most 
common is PET. And when you have a PET bottle, the, the, the lid is made out of polypropylene. Okay. And um, we are recycling these kinds of polypropylene. And then we are melting it and extruding it. And then we, had a, we have a sheet. It's a flat sheet. It's low weight, like cardboard, like paper, mm -hmm. but way more durable. Unfortunately, I w it wasn't possible to bring one with me here by plane, but mm. um, I would love to show you. Mm. But you can also look it up on the website and see we'll how it. We'll add the link for the yeah. listeners to the Sounds show good. notes uh, and see how it works. But in the end, mm. it's really it's it's so simple because um, you have more or less the same structure like a cardboard box. It's the same FEFCO code, so it folds the same way. We have two types: the American way and the mm. usual FEFCO code. And um, then you have the lid and it closes and it's, but it, 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 we also always keep it gray because gray is the highest possible recycling rate. Um, because when you add different colors in the recycling process and you always get a sort of gray and we do not put any Additives uh, yeah. into it because we really want to keep it as green as possible. Mm. And in the end, the only problem is that um, plastic isn't well seen right now but it's changing as well mm -hmm. and as soon as you reuse plastic for one for the first time and to the second time you're already better than cardboard because you don't have the um, water waste when you're recycling it when you, you recycle one kilo of paper you have more than 50 kilo uh, 50 liters of water that you have to use for the recycling process this is not needed with plastic with polypropylene mm. and um, there are a couple of other components but um, in the end it's more or less the same product only more durable and better looking when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But basically, kind of the ocean part mm -hmm. of the name, that the part of the plastic is coming from yeah. the oceans. Um, I mean, I think the rates I've seen where the plastic waste in the oceans is largest is basically Southeast Asia, as yeah. you were saying, that Indonesia was the place yeah. where you have the yeah. cooperation in place. But there is probably, I don't know, Philippines and uh, Vietnam and all these uh, places where there's a lot of plastic yeah. waste which needs yeah. to be put into better use. Absolutely. The, the big issue with um, ocean plastic itself, because you already have to, to, to differ. There is um, ocean plastic itself um, is a difficult definition because there is not really a definition. So that's why we are completely 100% transparent with our sources, where we get them from, because we don't want to let the people think that we are actually picking out of the ocean. We are mainly focusing on rivers and on post-consumer where it could end in the ocean. So we are sort of kind of the waste management where, where there is no waste management. But the thing is with real ocean plastic, it, you, you never know how long it has been in the water, how destroyed it's by UV, um, mm. by the sea salt, stuff like that. So 
in the end, the best thing you can do is to collect it, to look if it's possible to recycle it, and if it's not, then you have either dump it on a real uh, landfill, or you have to burn it. And um, that's very messy, mm. and that's the problem what they are doing over there. And so that's why we go into mm. Indonesia. We are working together with companies over there who are telling the people what happens if they dump it in mm. the nature and what they can achieve if they're working together with us. They get a little bit of money for it, of course, because we pay them. It's the material, it's a resource. And um, they do not have to dump it anymore into the water, into the oceans, into the nature. And then it gets destroyed, so we can't reuse it. Mm. So right now there are two different recycling uh, options. We have chemical recycling, which is way too expensive. Um, but this could be a possibility to recycle ocean plastics. Um, but there has to be still a lot of development for the future. And the other way is to, yeah, to, to get the people to know before they are dumping it, mm. what they should do with it. Is there kind of in a roadmap mm -hmm. other plastics? Does it have to be just uh, this one, or can you expand it to the I don't know pet or the or some of the you know maybe maybe even larger the, with a wider availability? Yeah. That's the issue that we can't uh, wider to other plastics. Mm. Uh, so uh, we have to stick with polypropylene, which is fine because there is a lot of polypropylene excuse me polypropylene out there. Mm. Um, but uh, it's right now it's not possible to use pet for extrusions. Uh, we were looking into other kind of systems as well. Um, we are constantly de developing new solutions. Um, mm. We have a um, product developer within our team who is looking in other systems as well. Right now it's our running system, but um, we are, do not stand behind the sentence never change your running system because you do have to make change. Mm. To, because in our opinion, the most important thing behind the ocean package, behind our solution is that um, we have to find a way to clean up our world and to yeah, to get a cleaner world for tomorrow mm. because there won't be a tomorrow if there are no companies like us. So the, the thing is it's not easy to do the most sustainable way and we are trying to go this way and we are paying way more money than other companies in our system uh, by working with Indonesia, mm. by working with Ocean Impact Plastic and stuff mm. like that because for us it's in the early startup way where we are right now, it's still possible. If we are a company with older than five to 10 years, then there's no possibility to start with it after five years. We have to start it right away. And that's what we are doing. And that was, that's what we are focusing on. Mm -hmm. How big is the company today? Right now we are eight people. Mm -hmm. uh, so the eighth person started this month in October, so on Monday and uh, we are looking to be more than 10 uh, at the end of the year. We still have a couple of freelancers and uh, we just closed our second financial round. So we have enough money to scale it up and to, to grow. Uh, we are looking on a French market next year mm. to start uh, a second company over there and to have salespeople in France because in France there is already um, uh, by law 5% of the packages has to be reusable since the beginning of this year. So th there's another company who is doing more or less a similar thing to us and they are growing uh, like never before because of the law. Mm, and of we are 
with my background, mm. I'm focusing on the French market as well and looking into it because in the end uh, we have to start somewhere and even if it's not Germany, we're mm. fine to go to, other uh, to another country as well. Mm. And as we are already operating in it, it could be easy for us mm. to, to start there. And for ocean packaging, you need a French name then too, right? <laughs> I think so because uh, yeah, French people and English is uh, complicated. <laughs> <laughs> easier, easier probably with the Germans or Estonians <laughs> or any other nations, I would guess. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, looking ahead, I mean, you said you know, a few more hires planned for this mm -hmm. year, but if you, if you look a little bit beyond that, what are the next kind of big milestones? The next big milestones are to have 5% of the German market. This is something we would like to achieve by 2027. And in the end, um, what we want to do is grow our impact side as well. So by next year, we want to focus on either Asia, maybe Africa. I, ha I talked um, on the Impact Festival in Frankfurt three weeks ago uh, with a guy who has a couple of projects in um, Nigeria. And uh, they are developing the sustainability side of Nigeria right now. And we are completely open to mm. open an impact startup somewhere where we can help and work together with locals and really make an impact and focusing on the product and putting it, uh, developing it to put it into our packages in the future and um, helping people worldwide because in the end, as I said, the most important thing for us is to really have an impact out there. Yeah. So that's the biggest step for next year, then the countries um, with France and Austria and the third one is for 2027 the 5% market uh, uh, market by uh, in Germany mm. which is really important uh, to prepare for the 10% by 2030 mm. you said that you have a kind of the plant cooperation in northern italy do you, mm. you know, need more plants probably yeah maybe right mm. now we're good with them mm. because they have eight lines eight production lines and uh, they have big cooperation partners i think for now they're big enough for us but mm. that's also an issue because in uh, europe there are only a couple of companies who are doing it so mm. i think the easiest way for them would be to to grow with us mm. and to develop a ninth and a tenth line in the mm. future before we start to look at others mm. yeah. Good. Thank you for your time, Josh. Thank you so much. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.